0: My Brad threshold for week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I do Why is I,
0: all my why are all my ideas stuff that you want to roll your eyes about, but you want to come up with some stupid ridiculous shit and I'm supposed to jump on board with that?
1: What what is stupid and ridiculous? What
0: everything you say. <laughs>
1: That's the cop out. Your In, face is weak. a cop out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go now you're resorting to my levels of intellectual yeah stooped real low yeah (laughs) i'm small yeah i'm sure everyone who's listening gets the visual of me being short i'm sure
0: hey everybody it's brad yeah. Nobody gets that they joke because that they weren't means. there that day, but it is still, it's still like the first time I ever saw you in delirious, embarrassed laughter, and it still was a magic, looking back, it was a magical day. Yeah. Your, your dad was even standing there looking at you like, what the
1: hell? That's my way of saying, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> None of us wants me here, especially me. <laughs> so, hey, everybody. <laughs> it's me, Brad you know that's
0: uh, I, none of us wants me here <laughs> yeah so i
1: just went a little cuckoo there. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: because you flatulated in the middle of an audition
1: yeah but nobody
0: knew that except for you but you somehow were you just like in the own self-conscious thing you assumed everybody must have heard that
1: I, but also would smell it but no one smelled it or heard it and i was the only one in on the joke yeah you were just laughing at me i was laughing
0: at you devolving into madness like yeah. what is that guy laughing about he's in the middle of an audition
1: <laughs> yeah don't part in your audition <laughs>
0: actor's rule book number one yeah which i guess means don't
1: eat before an audition so
0: mm. welcome to Movieisms. <laughs> hey everybody it's Brad. I've
1: got no... None
0: of us wants me here. Yeah, that's the <laughs> mood I'm in right
1: now. <laughs>
0: so, um, well, this week we we were excited to get to go see a movie that was just oh. like... That wasn't part of a continuing franchise of billions of dollars. It wasn't a award... Um, type drama or a movie or anything like that, even though we have enjoyed getting to see a couple more interesting movies recently, it was just a, like a fun, what we thought was a horror movie. What was fun was like a genre-bending horror movie named Overlord. The thing about this movie is, here. first, we're going to, we're going to zoom out just a little bit. So The Grinch also came out and The Girl in the Spider's Web came out.
1: Oh, that might be interesting
0: and Overlord came out. There are other movies that also came out, but those were the big three. The Grinch...
1: I don't want to see that.
0: ...made $67 million. It's Sunday right now as we're recording, so The weekend isn't even over yet, and it's already made $67 million. So yeah,
1: anything for kids.
0: Spider's Web. We were on the Spider's Web, tanked, and Overlord tanked. Now, what those I see... Those are the
1: two good movies this weekend.
0: What I see is The Grinch, movie that's been released... Once every decade, there's been some version of it for the last 20 or 30 years. Not even every decade. Something every, just something every four or five years, it seems like. There's a new Grinch something or other coming out. And then Spider's Web. I don't know if that's very good or not. I know that I got tired of seeing the trailer because they've been playing it for about four months. Like, just non-stop. Since the beginning of summer, they started playing it. Yeah. And now it comes out. It doesn't seem to have great reviews.
1: It looks like it would be good, I don't
0: know. I don't know. I liked the first one, but yeah. the problem with the first one, the first American one, I, I have only seen the first the first one from Sweden, the original one. I've mm-hmm. only seen the first one of those. I have not seen any others or read any of the books. I've
1: heard that the original foreign language ones are the best.
0: Yes. However, the David Fincher one that had uh, Rumi Mara in it was great it was brutal everything you want from a david fincher movie it was all in there especially the 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 rape scene was the, like the, the revenge on the rapist that she oh, got right. yeah. was dude that was just like hard to watch but deliciously hard to watch mm-hmm. she really gets the guy it was great um but now what we so what we have is like spider's web is a continuing franchise the grinch is a
1: that's a continuing continuing it's not franchise. even a continuing
0: franchise it's they just keep remaking the same thing yeah, over and over the and franchise. over again it's a the franchise is one movie long
1: yeah that's what i'm saying
0: but the most interesting one to me before we even saw it was overlord and now that we've seen it it's a great movie it's the like, end
1: shows over yeah it's a great that's movie that's our review
0: it's got like all this so what we have is the most interesting and you would you could say original movie released on a wide scale this week is doing poorly at the box office
1: yeah for those of you who are listening and and like the last episode we went on for like 10 minutes not talking about the movie just talk about bs so this time we're just coming out saying overlord is awesome if that's all you want to hear and you're done bye have a good time but we're gonna sit here and talk for probably another thirty or forty minutes because that's what we do.
0: <laughs> None of us want you here. I know. <laughs> None of us want you here. <laughs> no. So my problem with the Grinch is that it it is just a constant and and the and the thing is, they put it out, it does well. Five years to put out another one, it will do well. It, it'll do well. It'll do well. And it's just like I
1: there's new kids every 10 years. There's so new kids every day. Do a new Grinch. I don't see why they couldn't watch the old Grinch. I don't know.
0: They could. And, and they if, probably it, it, have. They've probably
1: seen all the different at Grinches. At this
0: point, it should be the parents' job to make that thing stay alive. Parents, show your kids the Grinch so that I... And it's, it's I will probably go see The Grinch. I don't really want to see it. I'll uh, probably go see it. I'll probably take my daughter to yeah, see it. One of those things. You
1: and her go see it.
0: And I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I love I saying love his name him. out loud. He sounds like a Bond villain. He's <laughs> awesome. But I love that he guy. He should
1: be a Bond villain. Why isn't he a Bond villain? He could be James Bond. He could be. He could be either one. Yeah. He's awesome.
0: How about we do? Put him in the next a Bond spinoff villain. franchise where the Bond villain becomes Bond and nobody knows it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That would be great. Yeah. And no. then we could get off of the whole it's Bond a, thing. It's not ever going
0: to happen because in fact, it's not ever going to happen because they're worried about making James Bond black. There's I was a, there's say, a big campaign for Idris Elba to yeah, be a new James let's Bond. Have he's him. so fucking cool. I would I would I would drop everything to go see that guy be James Bond.
1: He's the sexiest man of the year if you don't know. Is that your opinion
0: or <laughs> Is that just your opinion?
1: <laughs> Nobody wants my opinion. I thought we've established that.
0: Yeah, he's the sexiest man alive. Um, last year alive. Last year, for some reason, it was Blake Shelton. This year, it's Idris Elba. Right.
1: So yeah, Idris Elba as James Bond and be cool. Benedict Cumberbatch as the villain. Yeah, that would be great. He could be Khan from Star Trek. Just take that character, put it in the Bond universe, <laughs> and it would be great. <clears throat>
0: Anyway, I just I, the, the rehashing of the same thing over and over and over again, and I realize that they do that with, and I'm not, I'm not even saying it. they do that with a lot of things. Um, rehashing of saying and the constant rebooting of franchises and reboot, they reboot the reboot. They're, they're not sequels. They're just like they're rebooting it every couple of years, and I just get tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and they pummel you with the trailers. They they make you have to go see it. You know, Fear of Missing Out, the FOMO. Yeah. They make you have to go see it because, like, what if this is the best version of the thing you've seen 20 other times before?
1: By the way, that's a strategy that actually works. Like, that's how they get, uh, get us to like songs that we actually initially hate. Because um, they play it over and over on the radio It
0: burns in your brain And
1: everyone, yeah So eventually, yeah. you've heard enough times That the, your, your, the melody is in your head And then you start like, oh, it's not that bad Everyone else likes it The next thing you know, you like the song You mean
0: like this? I get knocked down, but I get up again Oh God! I could not listen to that song One more oh, time my
1: God. That's
0: That song had a, has a lot to do with Why I do not listen to music on the radio anymore
1: Yeah Pandora or you do Apple Music, I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Just
1: anything but that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand radio anymore. It's just the same five songs over and over yeah. again and they're all crap because yeah. they have so much crap that they need to <laughs> shovel into our ears that they got to <laughs> make us like it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The the this is for another Show maybe we should start a whole music. Oh and, my god! But the musical intelligence of the world is severely dropping. There's no such thing as knowing about,
1: and we're not music. even going to get into the in my day music was blah blah. Dude, Just we forget will, that we
0: will reach a point in time, maybe not, probably not in our lifetimes, because you're almost dead as it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean in in generation a few generations from now we might not even you know how some people don't even know what the, the uh, like the old instruments are like
1: yeah
0: like it like a trumpet which is a very common instrument now in a couple hundred years people might be like what's that this is a trumpet you mean you actually blow into it and it makes sounds that's such a foreign idea you
1: mean i can't just punch a number punch a
0: button on my iphone keyboard? and make a new song just by clicking the right three switches like yeah yeah you know,
1: clicking switches that's yeah. very pushing
0: buttons <laughs> yeah that's you, you also click a switch you know you know switches are also a dead language nobody flips switches anymore they can't even turn the lights on and off. They have right. to tell like, Everyone, Amazon they, Alexa, to do
1: it. "Turn the lights yeah. on."
0: Yeah, it's bullshit.
1: It's bullshit. <laughs> we're all lazy. Nobody does anything anymore. All right. So, <laughs> uh, however,
0: all we're all we're saying is the movie that seemed most interesting to us this weekend was Overlord, and I'm glad we did go see it because it was. It you don't really know what to expect from the trailer because it looks like it might just be like. A horror movie set in world war ii and it is in a little small nugget but it isn't there's like a whole lot more going on well
1: it's a horrifying movie as far yeah. as the war is hell aspect like it starts off with yeah with a bang literally like they're in the plane and the plane goes boom yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. the beginning sequence is amazing. Like, it
0: starts out right? It starts out in yeah. an airplane. Yeah, the credits fade in and it starts out. They're in an airplane then they're about to they're about to uh well uh, jump
1: Right and they're all waiting till they get to a certain point and then all hell breaks loose and the plane starts coming apart in the air. They're like, ah, screw it, everybody get out now. So um,
0: here's the here's the little story synopsis a little squad of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. June 6, 1944, I think is when. Yeah, June 6, 1944. So, there's a little history lesson for you. Right, right. great. You're welcome. Uh, It is full of people that I feel like I recognized, but don't know who they are. You know what I mean? You know?
1: I think I recognized them. A woman, but I don't know.
0: Giovanna depo plays Boyce. Wyatt Russell plays Ford. Matilda Olivier Olivier yeah, I know, don't recognize plays him. a woman named a French woman named Chloe. And then uh, there's another guy in a, John. I, the guy who played the guy Tibbet, the the sort of like the New Yorker the standard world war Two new york soldier guy, yeah. john magaro i feel like i've seen him in things before but didn't i couldn't really place it
1: this movie has a guy from uh, Marv, uh marvel agents of shield the science guy oh the the guy that got shot and they inject the shit into. is that show still on i don't know
0: oh well
1: um i can't tell
0: anyway so it's uh it is produced by jj abrams so the movie is a genre movie it's like i'm gonna go see a movie where i know it's gonna be totally like thriller ty- style stuff it starts out they, they jump out of the airplane but it's ve- the the sequence of the the opening sequence you're like if this movie even comes close to matching that opening the intensity of that opening yeah. sequence, we're going to be okay. But it was so good. So like just chaotic jumping out of the airplane and all that stuff that you are sitting there thinking, there's no way they can keep this up the whole movie. Cause that was great.
1: By the way, we've seen uh, an opening like that before um, where you basically not necessarily first person perspective, but like you, you fall out of the plane with the person yeah. And you know, bullets are flying everywhere and all that. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before, I don't remember what movie, but it's more intense in this movie because I yeah. feel like the camera is more uh like it's it's almost like a GoPro on the guy. Yeah. To where uh you're you're just you feel like you are uh what do they call it when you jump off with with somebody else? When you jump out of an airplane it's there's two of you. Tandem. Tandem. Yeah, yeah. you feel like you're on a tandem uh, sky jumping thing with this guy because I mean everything that's happening you you see it over the sh- over his shoulder yeah. behind him you're seeing all this sh- stuff happen um, but it, it really feels like I mean you really know after this sequence you know what it's like to have jumped out of yeah. a plane while a war is going on because damn that was yeah. intense it's like and you could see he like he was struggling the whole time to pull his chute. Yeah. And as chaotic as everything was, you he could was understand tumbling, right. You yeah. could understand why it was so hard for him to get the core yeah. to pull it.
0: And you know something I never really thought about? First of all, the, the what you, the, 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 look of the thing, like you said, the GoPro look where it's pointed mm-hmm. back at the subject. It reminded me right away of a video of the opening of a video game. It, it almost like halo where we we're talking about halo yesterday. So then maybe that's why it was in yeah. my mind. Um, where it starts, hey, guys, we got this ma- crazy major thing happening. And then you, you like the the, the the bay door opens and like all the peop- just stuff just comes right at you. Mm-hmm. But if you remember when you're like playing video games, you could change the perspective from first person to where the camera spins around and sees that character mm-hmm. and it sort of stays with you. So you almost. That's what that opening felt like to me. It felt like a like a, a really good opening to a video game. And actually, throughout the movie, it felt like a video game, like like this is the. This is the, uh, you know, what, what the set piece, this is the set piece we're in now, like parts of it reminded me a little bit of Wolfenstein 3D from way, yeah. way back because they're in the German Nazi thing and mm-hmm. the, like the walls look the same and they're sort of like, like caverns and things that you're like, the, the, the twisty turning hallways that they were in. Yep. Um, so it, it felt good. However. The So for me, the, the best War is Hell movie um, in modern history, like they had classic War is Hell movies from like the 40s and 50s, like almost like propaganda films, but is uh Saving Private Ryan. If you remember that opening sequence there on the beach, it, oh, uh, that right. was D-Day. Like yeah. that was D-Day. And like it was just crazy, violent, like there was no surviving it mm-hmm. feeling. That's that's what this felt like but it was a little more like pulpy like little more like uh horror film style like it it didn't have like the true feeling you know it didn't feel like it was just a documentary and we were watching these people suffer it wasn't as yeah but the the deaths and the the uh the happenstance of maybe you survive, maybe you don't through this little gauntlet of terror yeah. um, was really like visceral. It's a yeah, good word.
1: Because there, people are dying left and right all through the yeah. movie.
0: Yeah. And I never thought about until like my grandfather flew uh, B-17s and he was in Italy and in World War Two, So he was dropping bombs. So he never had people jumping out of his airplane. But those guys if that's at all what it felt like to, to be in there, it's like it really did make you think about, you know, and it's Veterans it's Veterans Day weekend. So I wonder if that's why this movie came out then, even though it's totally like a genre thing.
1: We, we thank them for their service by watching Thank you for
0: your service. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but just think about it. This guy, he didn't like, they're in a plane, shit's going down inside the plane. You can't stay in the plane because the plane is, like, being shot at and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: I was thinking... There was a moment where I was with the character, the main... Well, I guess it's the character you bond with because the camera's on him the most yeah. at the beginning. Uh, and he seems like the newbie. Um, but it, there was a moment where I was like... Um, you know what? Maybe you should just stay on the plane. <laughs> stay on the plane. <laughs> but then the back of the plane comes off, and you're like, "Hmm." And it's on fire. Yeah. And you're watching other people uh, other soldiers like fly up into the flames and out the back, and I'm thinking, yeah. "No, maybe you ought <laughs> to." At that out point, the side. like I'm terrified
0: <laughs> of the idea of jumping out of a plane, but I'm jumping out of that fucking plane. Yeah. But think about it. He's twisting and turning, and there are, and it's not like there was just one plane flying, dropping off uh uh airborne like paratroopers there were um du- many and there were stuff flying all over the place he could have just as easily like smacked into a plane on his way down you know what i mean that's how like chaotic and it really was maybe you survive maybe you don't how many however many oh, people get down on yeah. the ground that's the people you know what i mean also, it's just so insane
1: also while you're watching the movie Sometimes people die mid-sentence, like you're just talking, everything's fine, and that guy's gone.
0: Gone now. Disintegrated. Yeah, (laughs) would have made a great chapter in that book, (laughs) you know, which was, we won't say what that was, but yeah, yeah, they they say that later in the thing. Um, So, and then once they get down on the ground, uh, it really is just kind of like a World War II movie like a mission they have a yeah. mission impossible sort of for like a good portion of it yeah. and it starts to slowly
1: you find some things that hint at yeah weird, they're like little like stuff. what's that like i a, don't know a we... pile of gruesome yeah like uh you don't know what it is is that a hyena is that a, a human what the hell it's just yeah. like goo what is yeah. this yeah
0: yeah yeah and but it's like, we don't know, we gotta go blow that tower up. You know, we can't spend time here on that stuff. But it slowly shifts. It never there's a moment in the film where it shifts into the horror movie or into yeah. the to the the thing that we're talking about. Uh where it quickly shifts. Like you know there's something going on, then suddenly boom. Now we're in a completely different movie, but they're in the same scenario. Yeah.
1: By the way, the best thing about the movie to me was the like, that everything was character driven. Yeah. And everything that everyone everything everyone did made sense. It seemed mm-hmm. logical at the time as opposed to you know, a lot of movies we watch, if you feel like, um, we're just trying to get the character from here to there so that we can get to the next scary yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. This movie like, I'll just give you an example. Um uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know names, but the main character we're with, he's a Boyce. young black, was name? black kid, Voice His name was
0: Boyce. Boyce? B-O-Y-C-E. Boyce. B-O-Y-C-E. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I don't remember why they sent him outside of the house, mm-hmm. um, but there was a dog, that or a wolf. I don't mm-hmm. even think it was a dog. So mm-hmm. it started, cha- in, <laughs> it was great. He didn't take very long. It's like just a few seconds, and he's like, <laughs> what? He just gets up and well, runs. I mean, Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And you know black people and dogs. I know. But that was exactly what (laughs) I thought. I was like, I know. Of course, if a dog was chasing me, it's not really a black-white thing. If a dog was chasing me too, I'd be getting the fuck out of there. But I,
1: I, yes, it definitely, anyway, black or white, (laughs) Um, he jumped up and started running from the dog. Uh, and just before that uh, car uh, vehicle, an enemy a, a vehicle, passed. vehicle yeah. um, and it made complete sense that dog was running, uh, catching up to him, yeah. and it made sense for him to jump in the back of yeah. that vehicle.
0: It was like a uh, so what you said is that there were actual reasons for things to happen. Right. Instead he, of just you know. he was not going to. So when he ran and jumped on that vehicle, he was not trying to go where that vehicle was He wasn't trying
1: to sneak into the base. It was
0: accidental. Like, he was just supposed to be keeping his eye on something, like, from where he was, I I think. And then suddenly that that wolf was there, and he was like, well, i got to get away from this thing. So he starts, and he runs and jumps on the closest thing. And then he goes into the belly of the beast, sort of in a way. And uh, it just was total accident. Like, he stumbled across it. And it made, storytelling-wise, it made very good sense it made a lot of sense for that to be the way it happened. And I liked it because it wasn't somebody just like, there's something going on down there. We got to get in there and find out. Because they're just kind of stumbling along. Like, right. they they're literally, they had dozens of people in that plane with them. And, like, four of them make it. Yeah. And you know I think I
1: mean? only one of them knew what they were doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so... But it's so it's intense and it's loud. The sound design, it really made you feel like you were in there with them, yeah. especially when they're jumping out of the airplane. I don't want to keep going back to the airplane because there's other great stuff in there. But the gun battles that the few gun battles I got in are not Saving Private Ryan style gun battles. They're like just spraying bullets just to get one place to another place. It's not it's not like the war is hell that we're thinking of. If you're thinking about, you know, Matt Damon, Tom Hanks, that sort of mm. thing. It's really just. um Shoot a couple, like cover me while I run over there, sort of stuff. And uh, they they have a mission that they're trying to accomplish, and uh, they stumble across this like strange, bizarre shit that's it's like going down. Like a testing
1: facility. Yeah. And which I which I like because there there is truth behind the fact that Adolf Hitler had a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, d- trying everything, any all, fringe science, whatever. If it yeah. was theoried to be a possibility, he had people find out is there any truth to it cuz yeah. he wanted if there was any anything more powerful than what man knew at the time he wanted to, to know about yeah. it and use it. Yeah. So it made sense that there would be some kind of a testing facility. Yeah. Um so this movie just takes that a little bit further yeah. like what if he did find something yeah. and it was like uh, fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like
0: alternate history. <laughs> yeah. In a way but it's uh it's just like a what if it's like, yeah. well, if all the things we heard about this guy were true and what if they actually did have something, what might that look like and yeah. make a horror movie? This out is of it.
1: almost like, uh, well, I want to say resident evil, but this mm-hmm. is like maybe, uh, I don't even, I don't want to say a PG resident evil, but it doesn't go to the lengths of where people are morphing into giant things and their arms turn into tentacles, but it is like Resident Evil meets Wolfenstein mm. in a way. If you mm-hmm. want to combine game <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stories,
0: yeah. So it, uh, I've never seen Resident Evil. It's never played the game, so I like will just take your word for it. Undead
1: mutating
0: people. Yeah. It. It was. It was. It, the thing was. It was intense. When you come across the bizarre stuff that's happening in there, like the. Uh, um, genetic testing we'll just call it that yeah um you feel it like the performances the actors give to show what their bodies Mm -hmm. are doing the mutations that their bodies are going through look painful and they look unscientific like there's no reason for their bodies to be twisted in that way
1: right you know I mean? like uh so, their bones and horns popping out of people's yeah, backs and it stuff it looks like, like
0: uh grotesque grotesque yeah. is a good word for it it's like grotesque and it it's it's creepy and it's unsettling to see but it's also very effective because it's scary like not scary like exorcist scary where it's like truly crawling inside your brain but you're like what is going to happen next sort of scary it's like mm-hmm. intense it keeps you on on the edge and there is um, there's just a lot of a lot of great like character, like you were saying, character stuff and character moments, but also suspense because you know the characters are, are the, the characters we care about are outnumbered by stuff that yeah. you can't really explain.
1: I want to say too, I really enjoyed the way they told the story in that the audience, we the audience, never knew anything more than what the characters knew. <clears throat> So there wasn't a a cutaway to where the doctor who's, you know, experimenting on everyone explains this is what we're doing and this is what it does. You know, no, we only saw what the guy saw. And and I love that they didn't explain it. There was never a monologuing moment. from The the villain. It's just here's a serum that we're testing on people. And this does the different. The
0: main character figures that stuff out. Yeah. And then you have the science guy, the the main the main baddie in this. He, he never really gives a speech either, other than to say these poor worthless people are going to finally find their worth or be worth something and be able to fight for the thousand year Reich. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh,
1: what was that they said that a thousand year reign needs thousand year soldiers? Yeah, something like, like that.
0: that. And uh, it's just you know, and I, by the way, have no sympathy for. Nazis from the 1940s I have no sympathy for any Nazis but have you ever noticed that like if you ever just want to make some somebody truly bad you just say Nazi and they are like the worst person you you instantly hate them it's like somebody that kicks a dog I hate that guy yeah. you know, if you want to make the bad guy really bad call him a Nazi because these guys Nazis I mean they are not first of all another thing that, that didn't it's not that it didn't sit well with me. Another thing that grabbed me about this particular movie is how ugly the Nazis were and towards people and you just automatically hate them. Mm -hmm. But also how ugly the self-righteous American soldier was in retaliation for that because he was just as bad, ugly, cruel Mm -hmm. as everyone else in the movie. I mean, as the Nazis were in the movie, Um, but he was right. So he, somehow was able to explain to himself why he was able to act that way because he was right and they were wrong. And in a way, it kind of says, look, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You know, if we get into a pissing contest, the only thing that's going to happen is everybody just gets pissed on. You know what I mean? Sort of a thing. Yeah. So it's like brutal, brutal. The deaths in this and the things that happen to people are not, oh, that guy's dead. It's like, oh, shit, that looks like it hurt
1: shocking a lot shocking. of the movie is shocking yeah. it's sudden and shocking like all of a sudden boom oh that happened <laughs> can you give me a few seconds to adjust to what just happened before yeah. i move on with the story no <laughs> we're gonna keep going
0: um so i really liked it i mean i liked it more than i expect to like movies like that when i go see them yeah. um because very rarely do they for me for me very rarely do they do movies like that well that keep me on the edge of my seat because I, they, a lot of times they're just doing low hanging fruit, you know, thrillers yeah. or horror movies. And I go, okay, it's the thing, this is the same where the guy explains, yeah. like you were saying, explains what's happening yeah, and blah, blah, blah. most horror movies, they're there's just, like
1: a lore reveal where somebody's doing research and then, yeah, you know, this yeah. happened to that.
0: This yeah. didn't do that. It really yeah. did put you into the thing with them. Yeah. And you figured it out as they figured it out, and it kept things suspenseful. I'm I'm sad to hear that the movie's not doing well at the box office because it is original unique storytelling and it's a very cool genre blur. Like World War World War 2 war is hell movie mixed with like horror, you yeah. know man plays God like horror stories yeah um, ultimate soldier type stuff but in a horror with a horror twist it's so you know cool
1: but initially the trailers made me think of you probably have never seen it but the animated movie heavy metal there's a it's like three stories in one overarching mm-hmm. story where this like evil mm-hmm. it's this ball is like this source of evil that flies around and and uh, creates chaos where it goes. So there is a one of the short animated films in the heavy metal, the original. Uh, there, there are these uh, guys uh, in the army that are on this plane, and the pl- plane crashes just like in this movie. And all the well, in in the animated thing, all the dead start rising and coming at them. But but uh, it reminded me it. So this movie made me think of that little short. I wonder if it was inspired by that um, because it's so similar, but I loved it. This is done so well. JJ J. Abrams is, has a great record of making good movies.
0: Yeah. And he's just the producer. I didn't even see his name on the script writing. He just something that came to him and he was like, Oh, this is good. And he made, usually, made sure it got made. Yeah, yeah.
1: Usually if he supports it, it's for the good. most part,
0: he's got good taste.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, um that is our review of
1: yeah, it's overlord
0: there's a whole review. lot that i don't really want to talk about with like 40 minutes. it's a whole yeah. lot that i don't really want to talk about because
1: yeah if we talk yeah, about spoilery, anything spoilery, more yeah it will i mean i've almost said too much by saying yeah. resident evil yeah. stuff but yeah. even that it doesn't really exactly tell you what's going even on even if you
0: knew exactly what was going on the movie is very well made it's well told it doesn't ever slip into predictability there's one spot in the movie where i was like "eh," that seemed to happen a little a little too easily but uh they just cut away for a second and then came back and something worked worked itself out so there was some time displacement there but it was the thing with the flamethrower near the end Where she had the flamethrower. That's all I'm gonna say. Right. But she. uh, But it was cool. I mean, it was cool, and it was like, okay. By the time I started thinking, wait a minute, it was already onto something else because it was just a bunch of badass at that point.
1: Yeah, it's great. I
0: feel like it's intense. It's exciting, and the people sitting in the in the rows with us. The guy sitting next to me, he was just like an older guy, maybe maybe a few years older than us, like fifty something. He 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 kept jumping at all the spots. So it's like a thrilling ride. And, again, I'm sad that it's not doing well at the box office because I feel like that might be the best yeah. movie that's out right now. And, by the way, genre-wise, it's the only one that's out right now. There's not a whole lot of...
1: Yeah. Well, everyone goes to see The Nun, and I know that's not a great movie because even I asked people that saw it, and they're like, eh, not, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Um so yeah, everyone's seeing all these horror movies and then you would think they would go see this, those same yeah, people. Yeah. Why aren't they seeing it? I don't what know. What is better than over I don't know. Anyway, it's the Oh, they're, I the kids. The kids made their parents go see Grinch. So maybe yeah. next month or next well, week we You know.
0: Over- you know, here's the here's the thing where it's it's a rated R movie. The PG-13 audience doesn't really get to see it
1: yeah but the pg-13 audience still wants to see it yeah without their parents right. permission
0: <laughs> so um that's our review of that movie go see it I, help it out
1: i want to tell you guys we mentioned a couple of things like uh war is hell and man plays god um and since you mentioned it i want to bring up that uh, this coming friday we have an episode of our other podcast film reverie yeah where we're gonna go over the um
0: different kinds of stories yeah the
1: different the main well there's about 13 we might add uh one or two more but like around 13 main stories that hollywood uh uses um in the scripts that they approve or the movies that they make Uh, war as hell is one of them Mm -hmm. man plays god that's like the frankenstein yeah jurassic park uh jurassic park yeah So we're going to have a special episode where we just tell the 13 stories Hollywood tell. So uh, check that out. Film Reverie is coming uh, later this week.
0: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. (laughs) So I wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about a couple of the movies that are out right now that...
1: The ones we're excited to see. The ones I'm
0: excited to see. Or movies that are coming out. So The Grinch, we already talked about. Girl in the Spider's Web. I still want to see it. I kind of want to see it. But it's right now forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the critics.
1: Rotten Tomatoes is usually accurate. Okay,
0: so I don't I don't like how the rating system now is turned into a an average of everybody. Like the star yeah. rating. Like I want I I want to see what tr- people really think about it. But this is a good, the Rotten Tomatoes is generally a good gauge of do people like it or do people not like it.
1: And, crit, and you get the uh, you get average the people versus critics. Right. So yeah.
0: it's 43% on critics and 56% with the audience. So even the audience is like 50-50 on it. Yeah. But the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is a new Co- Coen Brothers movie, and they always have a high rating from critics. Sometimes I feel like they just get a pass a lot of times because of well, Coen Brothers.
1: What Coen? I don't. I can't think of a Coen Brothers movie that was bad. Was there a bad one?
0: They they make some movies that are that are not necessarily satisfying, but they're great movies. Yeah, they like great, interesting stories that you're like, yeah, that was good. But what what am I watching? Right. Um. Uh. But they. More times than not, make great movies that you're like, "That was fucking good." Yes. Um, there's a movie here called The Front Runner, which has Hugh Jackman.
1: Hugh Jackman.
0: <clears throat> and it's directed by. Uh, Reitman, Reitman, what's the guy's name? Alan. Not Alan Rickman. <laughs> That's Alan Rickman, dipshit. Okay. He's dead. Snape. Snape is dead. Um, He's awesome. He directed Juno, and he directed the movie we saw early this month, this year, Tully. Okay, um, yeah,
1: that guy.
0: Jason, Jason Reitman.
1: <clears throat> okay, that was wonderful.
0: So it's directed by Jason Reitman, and it's about the frontrunner. It's a political story, basically, from the... um, It's happened in 87 and 88. The American Senator Gary Hart's presidential campaign in 1908, 1988 is derailed when he's caught in a scandalous love affair. Huh. So it was back before the 24-hour news cycle started kicking in when you could hide shit when you could hide stuff but he basically was one of the first stories where a tabloid story became headline news because most of the time uh in, in an interview i listened to recently uh jason reitman said uh one of his people said it best whereas like before the gary hart thing in 88 or 87 it was never important after that it was always important it's somewhere in the middle of whether it should always be important or not but it just turned into it turned tabloid news into headline news so anyway it's of course hugh jackman is great yeah. it's,
1: i'm probably not going to see that that sounds really boring
0: you haven't even seen the trailer you don't how would I was you know
1: live in 80 whatever i remember gary hart i don't need to see a movie about
0: I'm the snob i'm all I'm gonna say is I'm the snob, apparently. you decide without knowing anything about a movie,
1: yeah,
0: more times than I do that you don't want to see it it's probably true, but I'm labeled the snob because there are just certain things that I don't like,
1: yeah, you are a snob though <laughs> we're both snobs, just be honest,
0: <laughs> but hold on though, because I I have gone to see everything that's come out recently. That, that, I mean, there's nothing I've said, nah, I don't want to see that. Let's not, you, more times than not, I've gone by myself to a movie because you didn't want to go because I don't want to see that.
1: Well, also, I know that you like going alone to movies. Yeah,
0: don't act like you're doing me a favor. <laughs> <laughs> don't act I like you're, don't play high it. and mighty <laughs> like you're doing me a favor. You didn't want to go to the movies.
1: Most of the time, yeah. <laughs> Listen, and you have Listen. this too. You, we have, we know what we like and don't like. Mm-hmm. So, for the most part, we can uh, pretty accurately gauge by a trailer whether or not, even without the trailer, we can gauge whether or not we're gonna like it by the time by the end of the movie. And we're most of the times we're right. So I don't feel like. Uh, you know, and sometimes I need to be in the mood for a certain kind of movie. I was in the mood for an Overlord when we went to go see it, and it it lived up to what we were hoping it would be, which was great.
0: Okay, that's all bullshit. However,
1: <laughs> dude,
0: the movie I'm most looking forward to currently, right now, the one that I can't wait to come out, is Widows. Who's Widows, the one.
1: What's that about?
0: It's the heist movie where Liam Neeson is oh, is a crime lord and really? his people die, and it's directed. Our by, husbands
1: died, and we've got three days to become a well fine oil. It's written machine. by Gillian
0: Flynn and directed by Steve McQueen. Uh, Steve McQueen. He's dead. Steve McQueen is an actor. <laughs> Steve McQueen currently is a is a African is a black filmmaker. He's okay. from he's from England. He's in London, oh. but um, it is getting it's ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. You're gonna not go see it
1: because it's about widows.
0: It's a now, classic story.
1: If it's ninety percent Rotten Tomatoes. It's I'll based go
0: see it. it's based on a um, miniseries mini series from the UK and uh, they just Americanized it. They turned it into Chicago instead of, you know, and they made a two hour movie instead of a mini series out of it. Hmm. And uh, it's getting great reviews. I'm
1: all for women woman centric movies. Yeah. Women me too. I, I want women Cause if if anything, at the very least, I'm just tired of seeing the same the same stories. dudes in movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know if I buy the plot so much, but maybe it'll make more sense. Um, maybe it makes more sense as a movie and not so much as a trailer.
0: Oh, damn! Beautiful boy is playing. Okay, so this the movies movies I really want to see right now that are out. They're just not playing near us our beautiful boy the one with Steve Carell about his oh, the drug addict son I want to see that. that and can you ever forgive me I
1: want to see the can you ever forgive me I know I have been wanting with, to see that
0: for with Melissa McCarthy yeah. yeah so those two movies are out I would uh, I got a I got a Thanksgiving break coming up we're um, hopefully we can catch a bunch yes. of those while it's coming Let's out anyway do that. So um, those are coming up. They have like interesting award movies coming out that I'm really excited to see. Can't wait. Uh we did just choose to do a a fun, sh- you know, explosions and death genre film and I was pleasantly surprised with Overlord. I was very happy with it. Anything else? No. All right, well that's it for this week. Uh I'm not going to make you listen to this guy
1: any longer. Any longer. Uh-huh all right
0: if you uh saw overlord if you're one of the people that are it, even though it's tanking at the box office please let us know movieisms at gmail.com hit us up on twitter instagram wherever i'm Beckemeyer, he's balding ewok and uh yeah until next time uh we will see you at the movies movieisms is a production of super mega ultra entertainment and is produced by michael Beckemeyer and bradley kingston if you'd like to find out more follow us on twitter or instagram and make sure you click like on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash movieisms. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment and give us a five-star review in iTunes. It only takes a minute, and it helps us out more than you can imagine. Thank you very much, and until next time, we'll see you at the movies.